holidays. Why don't we welcome all of our youth? It's good to have you sitting with us. All the young people, which we love so dearly. And it is the week uh, leading into presents. It does kick off on Tuesday. And uh, it is so worth just pushing everything aside to being there. So it starts on Tuesday night at 6 o'clock. The great thing about this year is uh, it's so easy to park. There is a massive parking station right next to the Horton Pavilion. It's like $15, so easy. And, uh, you know, this year, Tuesday night and then uh, Wednesday. Every day starts at 1 o'clock, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 1 to 4, and then 6 to like 8-ish. So you could still do a half day at work and still make it. So warm welcome uh, for all of our people that are going to be there. It's going to be outstanding. And as Mick said, his uh, family has been touched, and I know that I've been touched and you will be touched, which is wonderful. Also just want to thank our, our African uh, contingent at Silverwater because last week they put on a stunning, a huge lunch. So thank you, Patrick and Vivian and all of the Africans. We love you. And uh, I just wanted to give them a shout out because that was all donated. They didn't ask for a, a dime to host that lunch. They just out of the goodness of their heart wanted to put that lunch on for us. I think that's worth another round of applause. So generous. A beautiful feast, which is wonderful. Well, we're going to get into the Word of God here this morning, and this morning I'm going to be preaching about faith. The very first time I ever uh, spoke to any public uh, group about anything was a group called the IFCF group, which was at the school that I went to, it standard for the Interschool Christian Fellowship, and guess what I spoke on? I spoke on faith, and uh, I actually have my notes here or one page of them, amazing revelations. I've used even a little bit of liquid paper on there, and uh, I'll put this on eBay for the highest bidder afterwards, because the revelation, the revelations as a year seven, 12-year-old is unbelievable. But, uh, you know, faith is so important. It is the bedrock of Christianity. We need faith to be saved. The Bible tells us that God isn't actually pleased with us if we're not uh, in a place of having faith says this in Hebrews 11.6, but without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. We need to have faith. We've got to have faith. And we know that in the Bible that Jesus was really disappointed with His disciples when they were out in the boat and the storm came and when the storm came, the disciples started freaking out. And uh, we know that when Jesus woke up, he was disappointed with them. Why? Because of their lack of faith. Jesus says, where is your faith? There was disappointment there. And I just know that in life, we need to make sure that we have two things, I believe. We need to have strong, audacious faith, believing for mighty moves of God. But we also need to have tenacious faith. We need to be people that actually have faith that lasts, faith that holds on through all seasons of life. And I just know my prayer is that this morning that as this word is preached, we'll all leave here with just a, a turning up of the dial of being people, not only of strong faith, but people of tenacious faith. Tenacious means this, tending to keep a firm hold of something, clinging or adhering closely not readily relinquishing. We need to have tenacious faith, holding on, clinging on to faith. 
And I love the best uh, definition of faith, I think, comes from Hebrews 11. One. It's, the, uh, it's the chapter on faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So although we don't see them, we still carry this, this hope in our heart, it's going to come to pass. We may not see it, but we carry a hope and a desire and knowing that it's going to come to pass. That's what faith is. And we need to hold on to some things that are deep in our heart. We need to cling on them and actually have a mighty strong faith and a tenacious faith, believing that God will move and He will move in mighty and magnificent ways. When I was a really young boy, I, uh, I did fairly well in the long-distance races, the old cross-country races. Anyone going to cross-country race in, in, uh, in primary school? And uh, I used to do well in those races, and I used to always think to myself, I actually think the only reason I'm doing fairly well is because I'm not giving up. So many of these other, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13-year-old kids would just throw the towel in too early. They could run the, the 100 meters in their 15 seconds or whatever, and it was quick and it was done with, but so many would give up really swiftly. And the only reason I think I did pretty well was I just kept going. I'd actually made a decision, and I think this is one of the things we need to do with our faith, is I made a decision before the race that I wasn't going to allow my feelings to dictate how I would go in the race. I wasn't going to go into the race and go, I'll see how I feel at the halfway mark, and if I'm feeling a bit tired, I might pull out and start to walk. No, I went into the race thinking and deciding I will finish this race. I will keep running this race. I won't go into a walk, because who knows in a race, if you start to walk, it's kind of harder to get back into a, a rhythm of running. I just had this thing, and I think with our faith, we need to set something on the inside of us that says, I'm going to see this thing through. I'm going to keep going on this thing. What I have faith for, I'm going to make sure that I keep calling out to God, I keep pressing into God, and I keep going until I see it come to pass. We hold on. It's one of the great things we can do. I can remember also as a, a young, I was like a, a teenager, late teens, one day a few of my mates and I thought we'd go for just a bike ride. We weren't, you know, did nothing more than just, you know, ride our bikes around the street. We said, let's go out from the northern beaches I lived in Mona Vale out to West Head. It was, uh, I looked it up the other day, it's actually a 46-kilometer ride, which when you don't ride more than about 200 meters normally is quite a distance. And I can remember getting on this ride and uh, going out to West Head has this really big hill. I remember getting to the hill and just looking up, the three of us, and we went, look at the size of that mountain it felt like in front of us. And we set off to go up that mountain. And uh, I just made a decision that that thing was not going to beat me. I was like, I don't care if I'm, I'm puffing. I don't care if my legs are tired. I'm just going to make it to the top of the hill. And it's just such a nice achievement when you get through and you, you achieve things. And I made it to that top of the hill and turned around and my two buddies had decided that walking and pushing their bikes was a better way to get up the hill. And I'm like, no, you sometimes you just got to decide. And I think with our faith, we will get great results. We will see God move in mighty and magnificent and wonderful ways. If we just decide we're going to go, we're going to see this thing through. It's an absolute tremendous and wonderful way to do life. And what I love is it's just not all about us and positive thinking. It's about us partnering with God. Because when we do that, how good are the results? Recently, I was at home and uh, my eldest daughter loves to have banana kind of thick shakes. And they've always got to be really thick or she 
she gets a little bit upset with dad. So uh, I make these things all the time. All it is is milk and bananas. You've got to put a lot of bananas in the ratio. And I use a blender. And then my youngest, three-year-old Cleo, started to like these banana thick shake milkshakes. So I made one for her the other day. And uh, I just made a little one. I put it in a cup and I gave her a straw. And she's sitting there. And then all of a sudden I look over and she's got this frustrated look on her face. She's trying to suck up, you know, the banana thick shake. And uh, she's like, Dad, Dad, it's not working. And I kind of come over and I realize that I hadn't blended it lot enough, long enough. And I had big chunks of banana in the bottom of the cup. And there she is getting all upset because she couldn't actually suck anything up. And it just reminded me how sometimes with God, we kind of, we've got a little bit of faith, but we just don't simply hold on and we never get to the end result that we should because we don't hold on long enough. I had to go and blend that thing again. I should have kept it in there longer in the first place. And if we can do that in life, if we can blend things, it's us and God blended together the outcome is magnificent. I think God is worthy of a praise and a clap offering right now because with Him and our faith, all things are possible. Psalms 27:13 says this, I would have lost heart unless I had believed. Everyone says believed. Believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We need to have this inner belief on the inside of us that we know God is going to come through. We know God is mighty and magnificent. And with Him, things can come through. He is a good God. He is a faithful God. He will come through. He's with us and He's for us. And sometimes I wonder how often people never reach what God has in store with them because they just give up a little bit early. Let's make sure that we have this determination that we're holding on because He's a great God. He's a miraculous working God. Let's hold on. Let's hold on. I'm not, I've never uh, had my own dog in my life, but I know that there's certain species of dogs like the Pitbull Terrier that I believe is banned in this state these days. And one of the reasons is that is it does this thing where often when it sees something that it wants to go and, uh, and bite, it does something where it doesn't just bite and let go, it bites and it, it holds on. It bites under something, whether that's a person or whether that's uh, some little, you know, fluffy toy or whatever. It does this thing where it, it's tenacious. It bites and it doesn't let go and it holds on. Let's be like that with our faith. Let's put our teeth into something. Let's hold on and let's believe that God's going to come through. They're the kind of people that I believe God wants us to be, that we're actually holding on and we're pressing into Him and we're seeing great miracles, great moves of God. Because we live in a society, we, we like to snap our fingers like the good old microwave. And I love the microwaves. I love that I could cook porridge this morning for my kids in one minute and 20 seconds and it was done. I love the microwave. But so often our society, it's everything so easy to get and it's quick to get. It's like snap of the fingers. Even with luxury items, we've got the old credit cards. We can get these things so quickly and sometimes we start to get into that rhythm in life. But... It's not always the rhythm that God has. Sometimes God's working under a different rhythm. And it's not to snap the fingers, Lord, and I want this today, and I want this today, and I want this today, and I'll wait 24 hours for that one. Sometimes God takes a long time to do something quickly. And sometimes it's our faith, it's our tenacious faith that we hold on, that we will get the results. But we've got to hold on. We've got to keep pressing in. We've got to keep believing in the inside of our hearts that God will come through for us. But it's not always straight away. It's not always straight away. 
And I love the Bible because there's so many great people that we can look at and thought, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get a bit of a faith injection from people like that, like Abraham, who waited so long for his child, for people like Noah. I think Noah is a legend building what he built and how long it took. Most likely, most commentaries say that it's probably about a minimum of 70 years to build the ark. 70 years. Can you imagine that? You start building it at 20, you're at your 21st and you get a cousin. Cousin comes over and goes, oh, what are you up to? He goes, oh, just building a boat. Oh, that's good. And then, uh, you know, a few years pass and you, you know, you're at your 30th. Same cousin comes up. What are you up to these days? Oh, building a boat. Oh, you're doing that at your 21st. Yeah, still doing. Go on to your 40th. Comes along again. What? Just, yeah, boat. Building boat. It's not the same one, surely. You, yeah, yeah, same one. Same boat. Imagine, you're at his 50th. Same question, same answer. On to your 60th. Then you start going to your own children's weddings and it's the same answer and your same answer. And then... It's like your 80th and you're at like a funeral of a relatives. It's like, don't tell me. Don't tell me. You're, you're, yep, still building the boat. And you're, you're 85th and you're like, I'm at the finishing touches. I should be finished in the next five years. I'm just doing a little finishing. Let's have tenacious faith. There has been some legends that have gone before us. And sometimes there'll be things in our hearts. And you know what's in your heart and God knows the things that you really do need a, a move of God. You really do need a miracle. I'm believing, church, with you. We are believing that with faith and with God and holding on, your miracles, the dreams and the desires of your heart, they will come to pass. They will, in Jesus' name, come to pass. And I don't know what it is. For some of you, it'll be a child. For some of you, it'll be a home. I, I, I met one of our families as they walked into church this morning. They said, we put an offer in a home yesterday in Sydney. I got the call half an hour ago. They've accepted my offer. The home is ours. And we're going to have more stories like that of people, people holding on. And it doesn't always come easy, and it doesn't always come as fast as we want. But we just don't give up. T.D. Jake says this, Faith becomes a bridge between where I am and where I want to go. It's like a bridge. Don't jump off the bridge halfway. Don't get off the bridge three quarters of the way. Don't get off the bridge when there's a meter to go. Hold on and hold out for God to come through and for God to move on your behalf. Because the enemy would love us to lose the grip. Let's hold on. Discouragement can so easily come. And I want to encourage us today, even myself, there of course there's times in life where humans, where our faith dips a little bit. Where we had faith for something, we spoke it, we spoke it, and then all of a sudden it's like, still can't see it that clearly. Just, I can't see any movement. Can I encourage us to, to flick that switch back on again? I love Pastor Phyllis, he always says, you flick on the switch of faith. Maybe today you need to flick it back on again. Maybe there's some dreams and desires in your heart that need to be reunited today. You need to flick on that flame and go, with God, all things are possible. With God, He is with me. He is for me. I can see this thing through. You're going to flick on the switch. You're going to hold on until you get your answers in Jesus' name because that is a good God that we serve and He's working for us. I love even the, uh, the, the message this morning just around offering that Vivian shared and as she went and, you know, did good things, it was like this favor came on our life. There is favor on our lives. When you serve God, when you worship God, there is favor coming on your life and good things can come to pass. Don't give up. Hold on. And things don't always come that quickly. I can remember for our own family, wanting to buy our own home. And, you know, we would have loved it to happen years before it did. But it did happen. God did come through. 
And sometimes you've just got to hold on to the dreams and hang in there. God will, will give you words. And I loved as we finished that song, third song this morning, Mick got up and said, let's have a moment to hear from God because sometimes we need to do that because it's in that moment you get something that you need. There's something that's a bit encouraging that comes into your heart or you feel God saying, you're like, oh, I needed that. I needed that to help me. I needed that to encourage me to go forward because we all need that at times. But let's make sure that we truly go to God. Because there's so many reasons. It says this in our Galatians 3.26. For you're all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. We're sons and daughters of God. That builds my faith. Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Matthew 19.26. With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. This is why the Bible is so good. It helps us. You read these and it helps us. Ephesians 1.3 who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Ephesians 3.20, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that is in work with us. There is a, a power that is inside of us that helps us to bring things to pass. It's that power, that faith in God. Corrie ten Boom said this, Faith sees the invisible, believes the unbelievable and receives the impossible. Who wants to live in that kind of place in life? Who sees the invisible, believes the unbelievable, and receives the impossible? Come on. So here this morning, I'm just going to share just a few keys that I believe can really help us uh, just to have tenacious faith. You might be here today and say, oh, I'd love to, I'd love to get my faith going stronger, Hartley. I would love to hold on. I've lost hope in some areas. I've given up in some areas. I've got some little dreams on the inside of me, but I, I really don't know how to, how to see them come to pass. I've written down a few things that I believe are some keys to help us. The first one is, it's a marathon and it is not a sprint. It is a marathon. We've got to have endurance. We've got to have endurance for our dreams. We've got to have endurance for how God moves. We just need to do this. Hebrews 12.1, Therefore, since we also, therefore we also, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. We've got to run with endurance. Let's not give up. Let's hold on. We've all got our stories here where God's come through, but let's get faith. Okay, he came through there. I wanted it in a year, but it took three years. I wanted that to be a five-year goal that took 10. I wanted that to be 10, but it took 15. But sometimes, you know, they do come quicker. But let's make sure if there's some that take a while, we get faith in that. And we say we're endurance people. We're endurance Christians. We don't give up. We keep saying God's going to come through with us. Let's have endurance. The next key is without a doubt, I read some scriptures before, the Word of God. The Word of God will encourage you. The Word of God will help you. The Word of God will help you to have this tenacious thing on the inside of you. Read the scriptures. They're encouraging. They're faith building. The scriptures in there to help us not to give up. There's great stories of tenacious faith. There's so many in there to give us the inspiration that we need. We just need to make sure the Word of God is just coming out of our mouth. It will help us. It will help us. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Where does it come from? By the Word of God. It comes from the Word of God. 
And if we do that, it'll help us. Let's make sure, key number three, that we focus on Jesus. Let's make sure this whole conference we're about to go into is named in Him. That's, that's the base plate. That's where we stand. That's the place of the rock. That's the place where we can stand that's safer than any other place where we make sure we keep putting Jesus at the center and we focus on Him. Like I read before, Hebrews 11:6 it said, God rewards those who seek Him. You can carry that verse alone and think, God, you're rewarding me because I'm a seeker of you. God, you're coming through because I'm a seeker of you. God, things are coming to pass in a good way because I'm a seeker of you. That is what we can believe. When we focus on Jesus, when we put him at the center, make sure that he is there week in, week out, day in, day out. Your answers are in him. Your breakthroughs are in him. The building of your faith is in him. The ability to endure is found in him, Jesus Christ. Colossians 3 says this, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting. Sitting at the right hand of God, set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. Let's make sure we focus on Jesus. The next one is that we are obedient. Like I said before, we finished our worship set. and Mick encouraged us to have a moment just to let God speak to us. Let's make sure that we're living life like that and then we're doing the thing that sometimes takes the biggest faith and that is being obedient. Being obedient once we hear and it's not always easy. I know there's times in my life I've failed at this but I don't want to keep failing. I want to trust God. I want to trust God and be obedient. We recently had Dr. Yongi Cho speak at our Oxford Falls campus and Dr. Yongi Cho he, uh, he has pastored and grown the largest church that has ever been on the planet with a mere 800,000 church members, just a small amount there. But you see, it wasn't always a large church. It once had five people in it. He took it from five people to 800,000, and he said this. He says, you listen to the Holy Spirit, you see it then, and then you declare it. Your dream can't be finished without faith. He knows how much he needs to listen, but then he knows he needs to add the faith in it. He needs to add the faith in it. And I love the story out of the Word of God about Gideon in one of his mighty victories over the Midianites and the Amalekites. It's a, it's a mighty victory, and what makes it so mighty is he had a really large army, like over 30,000 people in his army, and uh, who he wanted to attack, they were, uh, they were large, very large. And it's amazing because the Lord keeps speaking to him to keep cutting down and cutting down till he ends up with 300, 300 of his men. That's a big, that's a big cut. And to think that God keeps saying, cut it down, and then God gives him great strategies of how to confuse this army. And he comes in late at night with trumpets and he comes in with some some torches and he has some like some ceramic kind of vases and and God gives him amazing strategy and as he comes in with that you see normally there'd only be a few people holding a trumpet so when a lot of them sounded the trumpets all of a sudden the people in the dark think oh hold on this is a mighty army coming to attack us and then normally there wouldn't be a lot of people holding the torches because all the uh all the uh, soldiers would need their weapons in their hands so when they saw a whole lot of torches they thought this is a mighty army, and then they they made the loud noise, and it put the whole uh, the other uh, 
the other people into a huge confusion. They started fighting against each other, fleeing. It's a mighty victory. But it all came from him listening to God. Let's make sure we're people who listen to God, make room for him. And can this isn't always easy in a world where there are so many distractions and so many noises all the time. It's hard. TVs are always on, stereos are on, you know, phones are right near our hands. Just distractions, distractions, distractions all the time. Let's make sure that somewhere in our week we make room for God. We make room for Him. Another key thing is prayer. Prayer keeps us strong. Prayer keeps us holding on. Matthew 21, 22, And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. You ask, you're going to get it, but we need to make sure we have the faith. James 1, 6, But let me him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Let's not be like that. Let's not be driven and tossed. Let's not have doubting. Let's put our place in a place where our faith is building up. And I'll tell you what, the acquiring of this building here at Silverwater, I have no doubt that the biggest player in that was the prayer of the people. Was the prayer of the people. Because we saw God move in mighty miraculous, wonderful ways because the church prayed. We constantly, we were calling prayer meetings all the time. It's like, it's not looking that good in the natural, but with God, there's something can, he's going to come through, but with God, I, I used to come here early at six o'clock with Brett Linder and we'd walk down here early in the morning. We're just calling out. We'd, there'd be prayer meetings. We had a team that got together and we'd pray and we just had to hold on that God was going to come through somehow. At, at times, we, we didn't know if it was here or somewhere else. And, but in the end, we just knew God was going to come through for us some way. And He came through, I believe, in the most magnificent, most incredible way in us buying this property that we acquired last year. Yeah, let's give Him some praise. I'm glad we didn't give up. I'm glad we hung in there. I'm glad we had tenacious faith knowing that if we would just hold on, he would come through for us. Pastor Phil says this, don't give up praying. Faith does not give up. Faith does not give up. The next key here today is believe it in your heart. Have it deep within you. Hold on to it until it comes to pass. Trials will come, but the good thing is they make us stronger. They make us stronger. They actually build our faith because when trials come and you don't let go, and you have tenacious faith, and then finally when it comes through, your faith is built up, and the victory becomes so sweet. George Muller, an English evangelist, says this, the only way to learn strong faith is to endure great trials. You get through the trials, but you hold on. And those in the wait here today, maybe you're here, and, and there's something that you've been waiting for and waiting for, and waiting for, can I encourage you, keep pressing in, keep believing, keep declaring it, keep believing it in your heart, in your heart. Don't settle for second best sometimes in life. Believe that God's going to come through for you, whether it's a partner, a child, a new job, a relationship restored, some big deal in your family, whatever it is, let's hold on. The next thing is, we doing okay? It's a couple more. Is speak it. 
Once you determine it in your heart, make sure you speak it. Make sure it comes out of your mouth like a confession, like a confession. My, uh, my personal buying home story, it was like a long journey. I would have liked it to have been a lot quicker, but I remember the day when I said, Nat, we're going to move out west, and she, I remember her saying, are we going to rent again? Because we'd spent all of our married life up to that point, like a decade renting, and I just said, no, we're not going to rent, we're going to buy. And it's almost like there was just this faith attached to that declaration. We're not going to rent, we're going to buy. And thank goodness, very swiftly, after like almost a decade in and out of looking for properties, we got our property. No, we're not going to rent, we're going to buy. James 3 says this in verses 3 to 5 in the message. A bit in the mouth of a horse controls the whole horse. A small rudder on a huge ship in the hands of a skilled captain sets a course in the face of the strongest winds. A word out of your mouth may seem of no account, but it can accomplish nearly anything or destroy it. It can accomplish nearly anything. So start declaring it out of your mouth. Start declaring it. We need endurance. Start saying things like, it will work out. It's going to turn around. All things work together for good. God's got this. Things like that coming out of our mouth. I have a real huge privilege in life where I find myself frequently sitting around a table with Pastor Phil Pringle a true hero in this whole area of faith. And one of the things that I've seen year after year after year is how he just declares things out of his mouth in the, the biggest kind of trials, the biggest problems. He just goes to that angle of, it's going to work out. He goes to the angle of, it'll be okay. He goes to the angle of, God will come through. I just see it time and time and time again. Even with buying this building, like, it got really, we got within about three weeks of possibly having to move into a small room on the other side because we had to allow enough time to knock this entire church down on this side to a warehouse and the time frame to get out of the lease in time. We got within three weeks. I remember being in the room, Pastor Phil, to be, we're about three weeks out and this may be happening. We're not sure, believing God's going to, what do you reckon? Do we tell the people? He goes, no, nah, it'll work out. But just always... And sometimes we need each other, because sometimes you're in faith for 90% of the time, and then you have your little dip where you're like, ah, oh, it's just good to be around good, strong people of faith. That's why we're in church. That's why we need each other. That's why we have connect groups. That's why we have a next step bar where you can go out today and say, find me a connect group, because there'll be times you need others to help you. You'll need others, because simply you're starting to, oh, I can't speak it. Someone else speaks it, and you catch it again. You catch it again, and that's one of my points. I'll skip one because I'll roll into this one in the house of God because we need to make sure we're in the house of God. It is a place of faith here. It is a place of faith. We're a house of faith, hope, and love. There's a new sign out the front of church on the pole. It says faith, hope, love. That's what we are. We're a place of faith. This is a house of faith, and we need to be there for each other. We need to hear the stories. We need to be there for each other. The house of God, it will help you. And another one is make sure we're putting steps to our faith. Faith actually has action. Faith has movement. Put some steps towards it. I can't, you know, believe for something like, you know, if you're saving up for a house, but you're not saving it all and you're spending every single cent and 
maybe just, you know, on, on things that you don't really need and go, I'm believing God for a house. Someone's got to go, I'm believing God for a house, but I'm going to start a separate account. I'm going to believe for supernatural blessings to come through. I'm going to start filling that account up. I'm going to see it grow dollar by dollar by dollar by dollar because one day my time will come. One day I will be a homeowner in Sydney if that's the desire of your hearts because God is good and I'm going to hold on and have tenacious faith. But you've got to make sure you put some action to it. You put some action, put it, put steps to your faith. Put steps to your faith. It can really help. James 2.26, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Put some steps to it. Can you believe today for God to move in your life, in your circumstances, in your situations? Hang on. If you've got it here as a belief, decide in your heart you're going to hold on to it. And sometimes we have faith for a certain thing and we get really particular and I think that's awesome. And sometimes God's got another way and he's got an even better way and there's trust in that, but you keep moving forward. Someone's, you know, three out of four come through and the fourth one's like, well, God did it a different way. I had my ABCs, he came through with the AAA plan and it was a lot better than my plan and sometimes you trust God. But we hold on, we hang in there, we hang in there. And as the band comes now, I know in, uh, in Luke 8, we read, I tell you, although he will not get up and supply him anything, this is about a man who comes, says in the Bible, in the middle of the night, knocking on the door because he's got some guests and he needs some food to feed them. Will he not get up and supply him anything because he is his friend? Yet because of his shameless, shameless persistence and insistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. The man in this story didn't get because he was just a friend. He got because he didn't give up. He got because he kept knocking. He got because he kept on pressing in and believing for God to come through. Church, let's be people who hold on. Let's have the kind of faith that I believe God wants all of us to have. And I'm preaching to myself here this morning because we all have areas that we need to switch it on again and we need to make a decision in our heart. I will hold on. I will not give up. I am going to come through because God is with me. God is for me. I'm going to keep that blender in that little milkshake maker until it is blended well and it tastes good. I'm going to stay in there, stay the course. I'm going to hold on in Jesus' name. Why don't we give the Lord a round of applause for a church of tenacious faith. He's going to come through. He's going to come through for all of us. And as we come to a close here in our service this morning I have something and this is this is the highest priority of our entire meeting here this morning what I'm going to do right now if you're here today and you don't have that initial step of faith the initial step of faith which is I believe that Jesus Christ was the son of God that he died on a cross for me and I'm living with him in my heart if you've never accepted that, that's, that's the initial part of faith, is just that belief. If you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, just in a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity. I'll ask you in a moment to raise your hand. You can just put it up. I'll see it. You can put it down. And then I'll lead you in a prayer. This is the greatest thing we get to do in life, is to connect with God this way. 
And if you're here today and you've never taken that step of faith, the beginning part saying yes to Jesus Christ, yes, you want Him in your heart because having Him in your heart changes everything. Your eternity is secure in heaven. It is how we get into heaven. It is our connection with God, but it starts with a step of faith. And if you're here today and you've never done that, in this beautiful church community here this morning, I'll ask you in a moment to raise your hand and you can do that. I did it when I was a young boy. It is and always will be the greatest single decision I've ever made in my entire life. Nothing will ever surpass it. In that one moment, I received Jesus in my heart. My eternity was set in heaven. And I've lived the most amazing life since with God by my side. Maybe you've once said a prayer like that, but you know in your heart of hearts that you have drifted, that your faith isn't strong. You're not walking closely with the Lord. You're not in prayer. You're not reading the Word much. And here today, you would like to just say, Hartley, I'm coming back. I've drifted and I just want to get Jesus back at the center. I want to put him number one again. I want to get my fire aflame with the things of God again. If you're here today and you would like to do that in a moment, I'll also ask you to raise your hand and you can say a prayer with us also. And there might be a third category of people here today. You are just unsure if life was to end, if you would be on your way, 100% making it into heaven. If you are unsure of that here today, if you are unsure, that is not the thing to be unsure of. You must be assured of your salvation. And we can also lead you in this prayer to make sure on your heart of hearts, you know, you know, you know that you're on your way to heaven when you leave this earth. Because we don't know when our time's up. We're all breathing right now, but a day will come for every single one of us where we will breathe our last breath. And when that day comes, let's make sure that we will have a beautiful entry for eternity in heaven. So right now, could we just have everyone just bow their heads, close their eyes. If you're here today and you want to receive Jesus, you want to take that step of faith as the first time, If you're here today and you've once said a prayer like this, maybe a few times, but you know you've slipped out of relationship and you'd love to come back, I'll also ask you in a moment to raise your hand. Or if you're here today and you want to make 100% assurance of your salvation, you can also raise your hand. So right now with heads bowed, eyes shut, who is there here today who wants to say yes to Jesus for the first time? you're coming back or you want assurance of your salvation, if you could boldly raise your hand right now, now is the time. Now is the time to say yes to Jesus. Now is the time to say, yes, I need this salvation. I need Jesus at the center of my life. I'm overliving the ways of the world. I want to live with Jesus as number one. I want Jesus to be Lord of my life. Who is there here today saying yes to Jesus? Yes to wanting Him to come in. Yes, you want Him. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I see that hand. 
That is fantastic. Who else is there? There are other people here today. You know in your heart of hearts, you're far from God. You know you're not walking closely and you want to. You want to here today say yes to Jesus. Your heart might be pounding. Your hands might be sweaty. But this is the greatest thing you can do in life is to say yes to Jesus Christ. There will be a celebration in heaven. There will be a party up there as the angels celebrate you coming back to Jesus or going to him for the first time. Who else is there? Thank you. There's a hand on the mezzanine. That is awesome. I see that hand. Thank you. Wonderful, wonderful. Who else is there here today? You're saying yes to Jesus. You're saying yes to Jesus. I'm going to hold this a few more moments. This is so important. This is so important. Young person, if you're here today, one of our youth and you need Jesus in your heart, you want to say yes to Him, now is the time. Now is the time. Fantastic. Fantastic. There's a beautiful presence of God here. Oh, He loves us all. And He loves it when people come to Him, whether for the first time or coming back. Just before I close, is there anyone else? Anyone who would like to say yes, yes to Jesus. This is wonderful. Hey guys, could we all look this way? One of my dear friends boldly raised their hand and also up in the mezzanine, on the far left, Parony, someone boldly raised their hand, which is awesome. We would love if you could bring that person down or bring their, all the family down if they want. Could we stand up? Could I meet you down here? I'd love to lead you in a prayer. This is awesome. This is wonderful. Come on, let's give Jesus a round of applause. Wonderful. This is wonderful. He so loves you, Shanice. He so loves you. So proud. So proud that you've raised your hand. You've said yes, yes to him today. This is wonderful. Jesus, he went to a cross for you. He died for you to take away pains, to take away hurts, to give you peace in your heart, to give you peace in your heart. He did that all for you. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? Wonderful, wonderful. I think we've got another friend of ours just coming down for the mezzanine. This is awesome. Stay there a moment. This is awesome. So proud of you. So we're going to say a prayer right now. I'm just going to ask you to repeat this prayer. Just invites Jesus into our heart. The great thing is it's not complicated. We just say sorry to God. We ask for forgiveness and he'll touch us here today. So let's say this prayer. Dear God in heaven, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die on a cross for me. I ask for forgiveness today. I'm sorry that I have sinned. I thank you that today you forgive me. Today I decide to follow you, to put you number one in my life. I thank you that today I'm a son and daughter of God. In Jesus' name, amen.
thank you, Lord, for this beautiful young lady. I thank you, Lord, that you love her. I thank you this is a defining moment in her life where she has said yes to you. I thank you, Lord, you will touch her. You will turn things around in her life where she needs miracles. You will come through, Lord. Where, Father God, where she needs you to move on her behalf, I thank you that you move. Touch her here today. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I saw that hand. Declare peace and the love of God to wash over her. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, we've just got some people who'd love to have a chat, give you a Bible. Is that okay? Just for a few minutes. It's awesome. Let's give the Lord a round of applause. Wonderful, wonderful. Oh, what a delight that is, church, when we see people responding to the gospel.